All right, before we begin today's show, we have to give our Patreon members over at Patreon a shout. We got Aperba, Zach Duran, Paul Campaneshi, Eric Sari, Lauren L., Andy Herbrandt, Rock the Green, Hanson Screen Printing, and Kelby Goodman. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast and uh, supporting us with the music and beers. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right. Welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We are, of course, your hosts. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we are talking about another piece of Wisconsin architecture uh, located in Rock County. Uh, We are talking today about the Lincoln Tallman House. In Janesville, Wisconsin. Mm. One of the finest malls around. (laughs) (laughs) They might even, I don't know if they have a, what was that juice place that they used to have in malls? Was it Jamba? Was it Jamba Juice or or, uh, Orange Julius? Julius. Oh, that was that the one? Orange Julius. Julius, baby. Wow. Julius Caesar. So, Janesville, Wisconsin. Uh, We are uh, also featuring great music. Uh, from Wisconsin-based Myrtle's Acres. Uh, we have another beer review. Of course, we have how many locals you went. And, uh, hey, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe, rate, review, etc. share some stuff, spread the word about this stupid little thing we do here. Um, we love it, and uh, we know that uh, a bunch of you enjoy it, and we really would uh, appreciate this small uh, gesture of uh, going on and rating or liking and sharing and uh, it does so much for us uh, in in the background scheme of things of uh, getting the our podcast out into the algorithm if you will so also go to our website check out wisconsindrunkenhistory.com uh, that you can find uh, all the links to episodes the patreon t public you can get everything all in that one zone and uh, what's really neat is again you know, like we mentioned at the top of the show, the Patreon individuals who support us, uh, they're really helping uh, keep everything kind of turning and burning. Uh, we're still writing all the episodes and things, but it kind of gives us the uh, added motivation that, you know, not everything's coming out of our pocket. We can uh, have a few beers, pay the artists for their music, and then uh, pay all of our uh, server and upload fees and stuff. So we really appreciate it. Also, Tee Public, if you can go on and buy a T-shirt or a sweatshirt or a hat or a glass or a sticker, something uh what it what it really does uh, in the background is gives us just that little bit more uh, uh of, of a little bit of income in order to pay for the things that we you know need to in order to sustain getting our stuff out to spotify and apple podcasts and stuff so we really appreciate it and uh we love what we do and, and like i said we know at least a handful of you enjoy it so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh let's go ahead and talk about uh, what is it? The tall man house? The tall what do you man got house. here? Lincoln. Yep. So today we're talking about another piece of architecture located in the state of Wisconsin. Located in Janesville, Wisconsin, this Italianate style home was owned and operated by Tallman family. 
William Morrison Tallman was a lawyer who was working in Rome, New York. Day. Hey. William Tallman was an abolitionist <laughs> and was supposedly using his home as part of the Underground Railroad in order to usher slaves to Canada. Which we know there is a few of those in Rock County. Yep. It was in the 1840s that Tallman decided to buy 4,500 acres of land in the southern part of Wisconsin Territory. He decided he would move to the area in order to keep watch and sell off the land. This would prove to provide great wealth to the family and the move to Janesville where it was decided that the family would construct what we know today as the Tallman House. Construction on the house began in 1855 when local builder George Barnes began construction of the home. The land originally was on three acres which overlooked the Rock River. The house was as stated before in the Italianate style and used very high quality materials, including from a previous episode, the Cream City Brick from the Milwaukee area. Yeah. Additionally, uh, other additional expensive materials were used, such as cast iron on the windows, as well as black walnut doors and hand carved panels. Wow. It also featured basically most of the most modern conveniences of the time that were just becoming available, including central heating, gas piping for lights, running water, walk-in closets, and a built-in storage drawers. Also included an indoor privy, which was not common at this time. To be able to shit inside, not happening back then. You know, hey, it's the finer things in life. Dude, could you imagine have to taking a dump without having to worry about a bear pinching a loaf and twenty below though is pretty rough. Oh, dude, I couldn't even imagine. I'd hold it. You just let her. <laughs> I'd just, shit my pants. You just <laughs> let it accumulate inside your gut. <laughs> the original house cost thirty three thousand dollars, and then when work was all completed, it came to forty two thousand dollars, which is at this time was just astronomical amounts of money. And the sixty foot house had six floors and twenty rooms within the house. What gives this home the name today, the Lincoln Tallman House, is due to the visit from the future president, Abraham Lincoln, who would be a guest at the home. Lincoln Logs. Lincoln visited Janesville on October 1st through the 3rd in 1859. (laughs) This was one year before he became president. He had made the trip from Milwaukee where he was speaking at the state fair and was coming to Rock County. William Tallman made a trip in his carriage to Beloit where he was giving a speech to intercept Lincoln and convinced him to come and visit and stay in Janesville. Lincoln gave another speech in Janesville on Saturday, October 1st of 1859 and did end up staying with the, at the home due to the William Tallman's efforts. The story goes that Lincoln left his boots outside the room, as was custom at the time. And uh, when he woke in the morning, he did not find them in the morning. It was possibly a plot by the family. Oh, boy. You sketchy kids. You're going to shit in our indoor house, in our indoor shitter. Who took my boots? Yeah. Hey. Due to it being customary to not walk around the home in stocking feet, he ended up missing the train. So the Tolman family invited him to attend services at the First Congregational Church in Janesville, Wisconsin. After this, he would go again, stay at a home until he would catch a train on Monday, October 3rd of 1850 on his way to Chicago. This is the only time recorded that Lincoln stayed in a Wisconsin home. Wowza. Yeah. So That's William, pretty neat. William Tolman wasn't a bit abolitionist, and it was rumored that this home was part of the Underground Railroad, but the evidence is actually not there. And many like top historians agree that there is no evidence. Um, there have been rumors that there's a tunnel that leads to the Rock River where they could travel north to something like the Milton House or another destination, but the teams have yet to find or discover the tunnel's existence, sure. or if it really did exist or was part of the Underground Railroad. Yeah. There's no evidence of it right now. So the Tallman house was lived in by the family all the way up until 1915. But from then on, all the way up until 1950, the house was basically vacant. So obviously you're going to get some cobwebs, some uh, damage, some, uh, you know how it goes there, eh? Yeah, probably in a little bit of a state of disrepair there. Yeah, and it wasn't until 1950 where William and Emmeline's great-grandson would donate the, the home to the city of Janesville for the use as a museum. And about 75% of the furnishings in the house currently actually belong to the Tallman family. 
and the rest are actually just period or accurate antiques. Got it, yeah. The actual bed where Lincoln would sleep is located on the second floor guest room. And just a side note that the bed is actually only six foot long and Lincoln's like six foot four or something, I believe. Yeah. So it's probably not the best rest he's ever had. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. And today, the house was actually placed on the National Register of Historic Places on October 15th of 1970. It received a preservation award from the Victorian Society in America in 1955 and it can be also be toured today, as it is owned by Rock County Historical Society in the city of Janesville. The house is actually located on 426 North Jackson Street. And during the December months, the home is actually decorated with Christmas trees and other ver- from various local businesses and organizations. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's just a really another really cool home you can actually go and tour and check out. And it's pretty neat that Abraham Lincoln stayed there. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, aside from uh, Lincoln having been there, I mean, it's it's probably a pretty cool property. Uh, but it, it, it otherwise probably wouldn't be on uh, the National Registry for you know historic landmarks or anything like that unless Lincoln had been there. And uh, the fact that the, the, that story exists of uh, him, him taking off his boots as was you know customary uh, before he went into the room, somebody hijacking the boots and, and then you know him missing uh, thus missing his train. so he you know stayed another night. Uh, ended up coming back and, and staying in other homes, uh, in, you know, but uh, or not another home, but um, it's just really cool to, to know that uh, uh, such a great, you know, president, a historic, you know, figure like that, that has, I mean, just a bunch, a bunch of, you know, credit is owed uh, to him for starting uh, such a simple civil rights thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, agreed. And yeah, I mean, the, the place is just a really neat, tour location and um, you learn a lot about not only the house but about Lincoln's visit about a lot of the other stuff and there are some historical monuments when you're going down 51 there where yeah. actually Lincoln made his way up and made a stop I believe there's a historical you could actually see 51. some of his boots uh, actually hanging from uh, a telephone wire oh really no okay you made that up okay, yeah nice. I did, yeah that was pretty ridiculous yeah but i remember when i lived like, thanks a lot fuckhead I, I was i actually when i lived in uh janesville the rock county historical society wanted me to do my house in the historical society remember that old colonial yeah. i had and uh the only reason i didn't is because it makes the home improvement much more expensive because you have to get it approved Everything it has, has to be to historically through, yeah. accurate so i decided against it but Jumping they do have some really neat hoops. they do have some really neat homes in janesville alone where they're just really old especially the ones close to the river pretty neat homes and uh yeah if you get a chance stop over the tallman house let us know what you think take some pictures and that's going to conclude the main segment all right music segment time another great band from milwaukee wisconsin yeah here. just a really really good uh, uh another like kind of like pop punk alternative it's kind catchy of thing as hell. very catchy very good stuff and uh this was another one of those ones that uh, and i know we say this quite a, quite often uh, uh and, and about quite a, a few of the artists that we uh, pick and, and that we've uh, uh, worked with, but it took a long time for us to figure out what song we wanted to use we and, and land on them. CD. Yeah. So, so, uh, but we did, we settled on something. So we've got Myrtle's acres. Uh, the song that we chose is it's going to be okay. And uh, it's just a, like you said, it's a catchy tune. Um, it's stuck in your head. It does. Yeah. We've been, we've been singing it this whole time. Yeah. I mean, uh, as we've been recording, uh, you know, if we if we happen to stop or pause or whatever, go grab another beer, uh, you know, we walk over to the, the refrigerator or something and we're, we're humming it. We're singing it. It's, yeah. it's a, a good tune. So and, and, and I encourage you, go check out the other catalog of, of tunes, because uh, like I said, I think you're going to find yourself in the same position we were where um, 
everything is just so damn good that it's it's hard to to pick a favorite. And so, um, well, hey, let's just jump right in. We'll go ahead and play Myrtle's Acres. It's gonna be okay. That was awesome. Yeah, I love it. Like like we said, uh, very catchy. Uh, it's got the all the makings of a of a great uh, radio friendly song, you know, radio friendly hit uh, that you're just bopping along to. Kind of, it. it has a little bit of pop punk feel to it. I like the synthesizers too, adding the atmosphere. 
<coughs> sounds amazing. Yeah, the, the, uh, that was one of the things that I think both uh, both of us when that song came on, uh, when we were trying to you know pick whatever song we were going to use, that one came on, and then all of a sudden we were like both. Uh, both of us just instantly perked up and we were like, oh shit. Yeah, let's do it. This reminds yeah. you know, me of, you know, the, the drop stuff dead dream shit we did. Come, yeah, stuff we came up with. Yeah. So, uh, very cool stuff. Myrtle's Acres. It's going to be okay. Definitely go ahead and check out their uh, other catalog. Uh, that's on Spotify. That was where we found some stuff. And uh, obviously, they're on iTunes as well. Uh, if you want, please support them. Yeah, please do. Please do. Please now, do. Now. Beer review. Uh, yeah, we got a good one. It's kind of the staple. Yeah. You know, it's one of those staples. And I know we've been to this brewery yeah. and we went to the Mustard Museum. We've talked about our uh, trip there and our drunkenness at the yeah, Mustard got Museum. Yeah, plenty of jalapeno mustard. Yeah, I got a lot of mustard, got a lot of beers. And uh, obviously, if you don't know, Kappa Brewery is actually located in Middleton, Wisconsin, just outside of Madison there when you're heading north of the city. Oh, is that on the belt line, yeah, and uh, this one is actually the uh, Supper Club from Capital Brewery. Yeah, and it, what a staple! Beer. I mean, what a staple! I, you know, I, I, I want to say we've had this one a couple times before. Oh, easily, yeah, definitely on like a lot of camping trips or whatever outdoorsy shit. It was, it was kind of uh, one of those beers that uh, when I was first introduced to, like a, a more craft, you know, beer and a little higher, higher quality product, uh, and local, obviously, but. Uh, uh, right around the same time as I had Spotted Cow, uh, I, I had some Supper Club uh, as well. And it just a fine beer. Yeah, it's just another one of those American lager beers that are kind of like a more highly crafted MGD, as we say once in a while here on the show. Yeah. But it's like one of those ones that, like, you know, if you're trying to get somebody into the craft beer to try something new, this one's a good one to branch out with, right? It's not a big case profile still has that amber lager profile yeah very low ibus 28 ibus very low ibus percentage gonna knock you off the horse yeah percentage 5.2 so maybe a little higher than your domestics but not yeah. out of the box you right? could have a couple and still drive a skid steer home but it definitely has a very good malt profile um not a lot of bitter at all from the hops very mild on the bittering units um very good like almost like a creamy mouthfeel to it, though. Maybe a little creamier than like yeah. um, you're going to get with, you know, your MGD, Budweiser, you know, definitely you can tell it's crafted much better. And actually somebody took time to make this batch, you know, instead of just mass produced. But uh, no, I really like this one. Again, this was the Supper Club American Lager from Kappa Brewery. And Eric, I know we found, I found this one at um, Schnucks, actually. Yeah, I've, I've had uh, luck finding this one. I've seen it at festival. I've seen festival. it festival. I've seen it at Woodman's. Total Wine even has some and, of this stuff. I mean, it's like a staple. I mean, Supper Club, right? What's more Wisconsin than Supper Club? Not much, right? Cow, cheese, oh, yeah. Supper Club, milk, yeah. fish fry. Jack Links. Jack Links. <laughs> Clements. You singers. <laughs> But no, I mean, this one's just a really good beer. Um, please go and check it out. Like we said, you can pretty much find this one anywhere. The logo is just really cool, too. It kind of has like that 1950s like neon look to it. It says Supper Club on it. it has like some cars, kind of like that 1950s when the clubs were a big deal back then, you know, with a three-course meal. You got your 1957 Chevy Bel Air out there, neon lights, fish yeah, fries. just classic. Coleslaw. Nice 50s feel to it, you know. Yeah, just a great beer. So go and check it out. Again, Supper Club, Capital Brewery. Grab a seat, gather round, join us for a chat. How many locos you have? All right, folks, you know what that means. How many locos? And this one's a rural DUI, right? Yeah, oh. this one's way, way southwest uh, in uh, the, the far corners of the state here in uh, a town called Wazeka. 
And uh, it's a woman was arrested for drunk driving shortly after authorities stopped her husband for drunk or driving drunk. Oof. So a little two for there. Uh, according to a Grant County Sheriff's uh, uh, report, a Boscobel police officer was uh, processing an OWI arrest around 1:30 Sunday morning uh, along Wisconsin Avenue. So that's an that's a you know bar time drunk. Uh, well, the officer was waiting for a sober driver to take the passenger. 40-year-old, uh, I believe this is the wife, uh, they were trying to take uh, the, the wife home, uh, and they were trying to find that sober driver for her. Uh, she got behind the wheel and began to drive away. So this was a husband and wife? W- yeah. Woof. Gee whiz, man. She drove over the curb and collided with a utility pole. So uh, nobody was hurt uh, in the crash. Uh, she was then arrested for an OWI. Uh, the vehicle had to be towed from the scene. So you've literally got a husband getting pulled over, processing, and then she, you know, gets in the car and fucking drives away. A match made in heaven. An absolute, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oof. That's a marriage that's going to work Cupid out. shot them pretty good, yeah. right? <laughs> How gave, cute. He, Cupid gave him shots. Yeah, Cupid. Yeah, he all. didn't shoot him with an arrow. He just gave him a couple shots. Here you go, buds. <laughs> she shot him with some Jägermeister. Here you go, pals. <laughs> Here's some uh, Dr. McGillicuddy's. So we don't have a lot of information no. here. Um, they're like in their 40s, husband and wife, drinking, having yeah. a good time, rural Wisconsin, dive bar central. Um, it doesn't say if this is a first offense or... Over there by the kick-a-poop. Yeah, old oh, poop. The kick-a-poop. Um, over there by uh, Gaze Mills. Over by Gaze Mills and the kick-a-turd. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? Um, I, yeah. I, got, I got... There's not a lot of info here. It's a husband yeah. and wife team duo. I drunk think you got to be pretty fucking stupid to uh, launch yourself into the driver's seat and just try to pull away from the cops. It's like... Just like she drove over the curb right into a utility pole. Like, yeah. Like, what an getting. idiot. So I that's what I'm going to base it all off of, okay. is uh, the, the decision-making process of, well, I think we're good to go. We can just drive off now, right? I can just get in, and it's my turn. Hey, honey, can you come pick me up? I got an OWI. Yeah, and then you I'm smash into the pole. I'm already drunk, Stu. Yeah. I don't know his fucking name, I'm already drunk, Stooge. Stooge. <laughs> So, um, but, yeah, I mean, I got I a figure. I got a yeah, number. Yeah, I, th- I think I have a number two, man. Um, you have a number two? I have a number two <laughs> ready. I'm going to head to the bathroom. In the chamber? Is it an indoor shitter? No. No. In the snow. All right, let's see. So what do we got here? Um, on three, you want to go? I think I have my number. You ready? Yeah, I've got, I've got a, I think I got something. Yeah, okay. yeah. Three, two, one, 14. Oh, oh, we're perfect. close. Yeah, Google we're close. 13. Google 13. Logo the unlucky 13. The Trace, dude. The, yeah, the, the Taylor Swift. The Taylor Swift of Locos. I think she likes the number 13, right? Does she? That's like her thing. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. She's unlucky. Well, I just cracked a beer, so let's. Uh, we'll the, drink to that. Yeah, 13 Loco. Um, but yeah, man, what a match made in heaven. Cupid, thanks for giving these couple shots. Uh, Eric, hit that gavel. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.